Well, Mitch, we were talking about uh, faith. So that's where we want to kind of pick up. I think we want to just expound upon the work in the church. And we see that in, in uh, Acts chapter 10, uh, Cornelius and Peter, what transpired there. And what we're talking about is the faith required by Cornelius to believe that he heard from the angel of God, the messenger of God, and the instructions he received to send a message to Peter. And we're going to pick it up here where Peter receives a vision from God in Acts chapter uh, 10. Where do you think we ought to pick it up at, Terry? Well, I just started at verse 1 or 2 there. Okay, go Cornelius ahead. was, a, in, in chapter 2, it says he was a devout man and one that feared God with all his house and gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. In so verse 2? He was always seeking, wasn't he? Yes. He was praying to God always. And he had a faith in God, mm -hmm. the true God. Yeah, right. Even he, though he was a Gentile. And uh, the Lord appeared to him. Yes. It's awesome. In verse 3 here, chapter uh, 10 of Acts, he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, and an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius, wouldn't that kind of shake you up? Yes, it would. Whoa, it somebody's would. talking to me here. And when he looked on him, he actually saw this angel. He was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? But he knew it was the Lord. By faith, he knew that, didn't he? Yes. He had faith and confidence in that. that would, he was yes. seeking the kingdom of God. That's a practical Be action of faith. <laughs> yes, it is. Seeking. He was seeking. He was wanting to know more about the true God, because we'll see that. We may have to read this whole thing. I yeah, we know. might have to, but... Because <laughs> there's so much in there. What we're doing is trying to get some practical application so that people can apply this to their lives today. Yes. Cornelius was seeking... What did that scripture say? Always gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Yes, he was seeking two. the kingdom of God. That was an action that he was taking by as faith, a Gentile by, by faith, faith. Even though he did not see it. Yeah. Go on and read verse 4, Terry. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for memorial before God. I want to stop right there. For a memorial before God. That means God was hearing Cornelius' prayers. Because what's a memorial? It means he remembered. It's a remembrance, isn't it? And he's saying, sure. that's what's happening here, is he remembered. He's saying, God remembers your prayers. He remembers everything you've been doing. He knew Cornelius' heart that he had a heart that wanted to worship and understand the true God. And by faith, Cornelius stood on that due to the amount of revelation he had at that time. Boy, you're right on, Mitch. However, <laughs> That's awesome. However, his revelation is about to increase more because we're going to see that with Peter. Yes. Because that's what this story is all about. Right. Yeah, go ahead. You, I think you're well, going to read something. I have the Amplified here, and it says that... Uh, Angel said to him, this is verse 4 again. The angel said to him, Your prayers and your generous gifts to the poor have come up as a sacrifice to God and have been remembered by him. Just what you said, memorial is, is being remembered 
God remembered his prayers. God was thinking about him. Wow. I'm just thinking, he wasn't even under a covenant with God. Think about the covenant we have. Hmm. Now, we should be having faith and believing that God hears our prayers. We're not going to get sidetracked and talk about prayers, but what I'm saying is by faith, you believe that you hear from God or that God hears from us. That's what this is saying. And it's to build our faith up. That's why it's in there, I think. Sure. It's to build our faith up. Let's go to verse 7. And when the angel had, which spoke unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household. So he, he acted again. Action. He, he because called, he, by faith, he believed what the angel was telling he him. He believed. He yes. called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. So he had these guys at his beck and call. Right. But he took action. He could have he could have sat there in a in a spiritual stupor the rest of the afternoon and went, Wow, the Lord spoke to me. But if he didn't do anything, it, nothing would have manifested itself. And That's he, something to think about. And he was being obedient and listening to what the messenger was telling him. Yes. And we can go into a teaching about that, about, yes. <laughs> about us listening to the Holy Spirit when it talks to us. But then he sent these three on to Joppa. Then it starts talking about Peter in verse And that's where we want to go. We've set the groundwork here for Cornelius, that he received a message from the Lord, and he acted upon that and sent the messengers to Peter. Verse 9, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. So these three guys are on their way, and uh, Peter's gone up to the rooftop. And he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while... Uh, they made ready, he fell into a trance, and saw heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending upon him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. He's in a trance, and he sees this sheet coming down. And wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat and peter said not so lord so he knew that the lord was speaking to him too for i have never eaten anything that is common or unclean and the voice spoke unto him again the second time what god hath cleansed that call not thou common and this was done thrice that means three times And the vessel was received up again into heaven. And while Peter doubted in himself... He wondered in his mind. Yeah, he he was wondering, was this real? The reason we're taking time to read this is to paint the picture that Peter is having this vision. Sure. And the Lord is preparing him to receive the messengers from Cornelius. And the way that Peter receives this message from the Lord is through this vision that he has. Exactly. The Lord's preparing him, saying, there's nothing unclean or uncommon now. You can partake of everything. And it's referring to the Gentiles, that you can now go to the Gentiles. The Jews are not separated now from the Gentiles. And that's the picture we want to paint here. Yeah. I thought maybe we might be reading too much right. here, you know, and, and, and I, I wanted to get to the heart of it here, what we're talking about, and convey to them that Peter receives this vision now he's meditating on it trying to 
to figure out what it really all means yet because he fully does not understand that. And we see that in verse uh, 17. 17, yeah. So go ahead and read, read there at verse 17 then. And while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Okay. So these guys had shown up. Yes. He was meditating upon what the Lord had revealed to him. Sure. And he was trying to to figure out what it was truly meaning. Because he did, still did not have a clue what that was meaning yet. He, I don't think. He didn't know. No, he, he had seen these visions of these animals and stuff and said the Lord said to eat. Mm-hmm. Well, he was rolling it over in his mind. That's what verse 17 is telling us. Is this really a vision? Or just something that I've made up in my fleshly realm here. So if that's we, this thing that he's struggling with here. The practical application of this is, is that when the Lord speaks to us, we need to be tuned in so that we know it's him. And we need to meditate upon that, don't yes. we? Yes. If it's contrary to the word, we know right away Yes, that it's not from him. That's a good thought because... That's what he was meditating upon because he had been taught not to eat anything unclean or That's uncommon right. or not to associate with Gentiles. Yes. And so the Lord is actually telling him something that's contrary to what he had been taught through the law. The law said he couldn't eat any of those things. Yes. Or associate with Gentiles. Yes. So so really there is a conflict there oh man, in his was, mind a little bit, isn't it? And it was by this miraculous intervention of the Holy Spirit into Cornelius's life to send these three men. And now, verse 19, which we're, did we just read that? Not we're yet, going we're to going to read it. It's all manifesting. It's, Cornelius took the action to send them in. He had the vision, discerned it was from God, took action. And now they're arriving at the, the doorstep of where Peter is staying. Right, that's a good description. Verse 19. See, Peter's still thinking on this. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Yes. He understands now that he's hearing from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is telling him that three men are going to come to him. He has to have faith and believe in what he's hearing. He was still trying to decipher what was being said, though, in the vision, but he still has faith and realizes I'm hearing from God. Yes. I don't understand it all yet, but I'm hearing from God. And God's revealing revelation to him a little bit at a time. That's what you're seeing. He just didn't drop it all on him all at once. He's revealing revelation a little bit at a time to and build then, his faith. And then he tells him to get up in the next verse. Yes. And verse 20. The Holy Spirit tells Peter to do this. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Wow. That's the Holy Spirit telling him not to doubt. He has to have faith and reliance upon what he's hearing from the Holy Spirit. That's a lot of faith. Because when you think about it, he's been ingrained all his life with the law of not associating with Gentiles. However, he does listen to the Holy Spirit and realize the Lord now is telling me that I can go among these people. I can now defy the law. 
He's been filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Yes. In the upper room. So now the Holy Spirit of God inside of him has actually manifested himself to Peter on this rooftop. And he's up here this whole time because he says, arise and go down. Yes. <laughs> he's still up here. He's up there. These things are rolling through his mind. Is this a vision? Is this a dream? Is this real? Is this not? Is this the Holy Spirit? Is this something I ate? <laughs> you know, and he's human like we are. But he's been filled with the Holy Spirit. He's seen these miracles and signs that Jesus has done. He has faith that this is happening now. He has faith in believing in what he is, what he saw through his vision. The spiritual realm. Yes, the spiritual realm. He's not relying upon his physical senses now. Right. He's relying upon that vision, that spiritual realm, having faith and believing in what he's seeing. The Spirit goes on and confirms that to him by saying, these three guys are here now. They, they, there's, there's someone here. Go down. And so that built his faith up even more, didn't yes. it? Yes. I say, yes, I'm hearing from God. And God wants me to go down and talk to these people. And so he does go down and talk to those folks, doesn't he? Yes. As we sit and meditate and, and read this and think about this, God will do the same thing for us. Spirit in us will reveal stuff to us as we seek him. I think it's interesting, doubt nothing, and the reason being because Peter could have, couldn't he? Oh, sure. He could have very easily have said, no, I'm not going to do this. That's why I think it was a progression with Peter to reveal the vision to him about the unclean things. He did it three times. Yes. I think that's the reason why, to build his faith up. It's repeated. Yes. Gives me hope that I can keep repeating <laughs> He could have doubted, though. Yes. Could have let those thoughts... I thought that was interesting. The Holy Spirit said, do not doubt. Yeah. Don't doubt what I'm telling you. Yeah. He, so that means the Holy Spirit didn't control him. No. Peter still had a free will where he yes. could have said no. He was sitting there. I mean, wouldn't you be sitting there going, man, is, is this really something I ate that's causing <laughs> me these, these visions yeah. of these sheep coming down? And the Holy Spirit stopped him. Or the Holy Spirit rose up in him. Because it's dwelling within him now. Yes. It's within him. I think he had to grow in hearing from the Holy Spirit. This gives me hope. <laughs> yeah. I think the 40 days after Jesus' resurrection, when he was here with the apostles and the followers, I believe that he was teaching them about the Holy Spirit, how it was to function and operate. Because in Acts chapter 2, it talks about that. The disciples received instructions through the Holy Spirit, commandments through the Holy Spirit. I think Jesus was building their faith up for 40 days. Wow. Because their faith would have been built up by seeing that he was raised from the dead, right? Sure. By physically seeing. But now once Jesus has gone to heaven, after he was with them 40 days, I believe he was instructing them. Now they had the faith to believe that the Holy Spirit dwells within them to do the work they're to do without doubting. I mean, we see that with we see that with Stephen, we see that with Peter. I mean, you can you can go down the list here with Paul, with James, with all of them. It was a gradual process building their faith up, right? And that's what we want the listeners to understand. In order to have a victorious life, in order to to walk in the will of God, your faith has to be built up. It's a process to walk yeah. in that spiritual realm. 
Just because you got born again doesn't mean you're mature. You're a babe in Christ. You have everything you need to live the Christian life in your born again spirit. But now this, this faith walk begins. You have to walk this out or you get to walk this out by the power of the Holy Spirit of God living in you, overcoming the soulish realm, the physical realm, and living in that supernatural power of God that now rests inside of you. Man, and it's by faith. It's all by faith. <laughs> so we're trying to draw a picture, a, a, a practical application of what Peter's faith and Stephen's faith. And Stephen's faith. And, and even was, Cornelius, yes. the one was a Gentile. The Spirit of God was poured out on all flesh. It was moving. Yes, and it was moving through this Gentile. Such a miraculous... Wow. I want to jump down to verse 33. Okay. The, the enthusiasm by Cornelius that we read here. So I sent to you immediately... This is Cornelius talking. He's saying, I sent to you, referring to Peter... And you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear the things commanded you by God. He wants to hear from God. He wants to know more about God. God's wanting to build his faith up. And that's the enthusiasm that we should have. We should be seeking God. There's another action Peter took here in the next verse. He opened his mouth <laughs> and began to speak. Yes. Go ahead. I mean, this is good. This, oh, I mean, wow. we can continue on here and just finish this up. Verse 34, Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Yes, no respecter of persons. Now, by faith, you have to believe that. You have to stand on that, don't you? Yes. That he's no respecter of persons, that he loves everyone equally. And that he wants us all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. We have to believe that our prayers will be answered by God, just like Cornelius' prayers were answered. We have to believe that by faith. We have to believe that we hear from the Holy Spirit, just like Peter did, by faith. We have to believe that and stand on that. There's a wealth of information just in this chapter if you just meditate upon it and, and search it out in chapter 10. I'm going to jump over here in okay. an American Standard Version and read a little of this. Uh, hopping back up here to verse 34. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. But in every nation, the man who fears him, God. Yes, which is a reverence to God. And does what is right is welcome to him. Stop right there for a minute. Yes. That's what Cornelius did. Exactly. It talks about that. I think that's why we have the introduction of it where he said, I remember your alms. I remember your prayers as a memorial. Even though they were not part truly of what we would call the family of God at that time because they weren't, he wasn't Jewish. But God made no distinction between that, actually, did he? He did not make a distinction because he said, I heard your prayers. And you just read that he's not partial to anyone. I'll go 36. The word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know the thing which took place through all of Judea. I hope people, as they hear these scriptures, go back and read them themselves because there's so much here. Get To get, get a, their own revelation. Yes, get a, get a couple different versions of the, of the scriptures in front of them. The Amplified, the ASV, King James, whatever, 
and read those different versions to get to get a hold of what the Spirit of God is trying to reveal to them. Yes. He's no respecter of persons. It's peace through Jesus. You yourselves know the thing which took place throughout all Judea, starting from Galilee and after the baptism, which John proclaimed. He's, thought, he's going back here to, to Jesus came to this earth, and he's, he's telling all these things to, to these Gentiles now, and it's been heard of. And you know of Jesus of Nazareth, now how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good. We are witnesses in 38. It says, we are witnesses of all the things he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They also put him to death by hanging him on a cross. It goes on and on. God raised him up on the third day. It's building up our faith. It's it, all about building our faith up. That's what we're talking about here today. And Scripture goes over this, these things, over and over and over again to build us up on our most holy faith. That's right. These are, these are practical things that Scripture is showing us. And there's some things in here. I, I, I just read these Scriptures a week ago, and I didn't get any of this, <laughs> what I'm getting right now. Sure. The Lord reveals things to us as we need them. Yes. That's what I'm finding out. When I study the Word, I ask the Lord. I say, what do you want to reveal to me for me to know or to minister to others, whatever you want? I ask him that. And then as I read the word, I try to become sensitive. And I'll give you an example. Two weeks ago, he told me that we should be in Acts using these scenarios. But I didn't respond yet to that. It, it took two weeks for me to finally, because I kept asking the Lord, what do you want Terry and I to teach on? What do you want us to talk about? Well, he kept telling me the book of Acts in my mind. It was just a few words. Go to the book of Acts and go to Stephen, go to Peter. That, that was the words that he spoke to me in my mind. Well, as I was reading, I was asking again, what do you want me to do? And, and, and I wasn't getting anything. I wasn't receiving anything because he already told me what to do. Did you fail to take action there? <laughs> I failed to take action <laughs> by faith. Sure. Because I probably in my mind had a scenario in my mind how this should play out. Sure thinking, well, I'm going to go over here. So I hadn't died to self, like you say. Mm. I hadn't died to myself listening to the Holy Spirit, even though the Holy Spirit was talking to me. I wasn't, by faith, responding like I should. That's good. But now, we responded by faith. We took action, but it took a couple of weeks. I wasn't quite as sharp as Peter. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't get hungry enough, huh? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> but what I'm saying... It's a growing process, yes. and it's all by faith that we have to believe that when we ask for something, that we hear from him. You know, as, as you read on to this book, Paul came against Peter at, an, at another time because he yes. was eating with the Gentiles, and then when the, the Jewish people came, he backed away from the Gentiles, and Paul chastised him. You know, so he wasn't perfect. No, no. None of us are. He wasn't. And he did succumb to the pressure of the uh, Jewish traditions, of the, the old yes, law and the, the old, old covenant. Law. Yes, and the Jews showed up and said, you're eating it with these Gentiles. You can't do that. And so he backed off of that, you know, because of pressure. But these were believers, though. They were believers. Yeah, they were believers. There was a great conflict going to Galatians here. 
probably before too much yes. longer in one of these sessions and talk about. But in Acts 15 <clears throat> is where it talks about that conflict. And even as you keep reading on, it goes seven, 16, 17, and 18, and yeah. 19. It continues on, and it talks about some of the problems. They were believers, but they were still hung up with their traditions, the doctrine exactly. of men. And it's no different for us today, Terry. Exactly. We get hung up with our traditions and doctrines of men. And what that does, it interferes with our faith. It, mm. ca- it puts doubt in there. Doctrines of men is simply of man, not of God. Remember that from the last few sessions where I said, where it says, have faith in God and not man. A lot of times we run into conflict with that with our traditions, where it's man's traditions versus having faith in God. And therefore, that causes that doubting and double-mindedness when the Holy Spirit told Peter, don't doubt. Because at that time, he was pretty much being led by the Holy Spirit, and we can see that. But when we go to Galatians, we see it a little different, where the traditions of men and the old law and the old covenant interfered. Therefore, what's that do, Terry? That impedes faith, doesn't it? People often ask this question, how come we don't see the signs and wonders? How come we don't see the miracles of Jesus like we did in the book of Acts? And you know what I hear a lot of, Terry? I hear a lot of people say, well, it was done away with because we now have the Bible. But when you think about it, what's happened? We started following traditions of men, having faith in man and not faith in God. Back to that basic premise of what faith is. Faith in God and not man. Whenever you go over into that physical realm of having faith in man, you're going to restrict the faith of God, and it's not going to operate. Because that causes doubt and unbelief when you're over here listening to man. And who controls man? The spirit of the world. Yep, that rebellious spirit. That rebellious spirit. We began our walk of faith by believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. We rely on God. Remember when you were first born again, how this new life was in you? You were excited. Some people just can't contain it. They go out and share the gospel with everyone. And then people start telling them, well, don't forget to read your Bible. Don't forget to tithe. Don't forget to do this, do that. And pretty soon they're living out of the flesh instead of out of the spirit of God that's in them. And that Their faith diminishes. Yeah. You're no longer living by faith. Yes. That's... That's what Paul is telling us here in Galatians, to yes. live by faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just hope that the practicality of this has come across, that Peter was up on the roof. He was seeking God. Cornelius was seeking God always. That's what Scripture tells us, and that's what we need to do. Yes, that's what we need to do.